Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Today I'm with Mark. How's it going, Mark? Pretty hot, actually. Yeah, it's like 40 degrees in Budapest right now. It's Fahrenheit, basically like... Uh, centigrade, that is. Yeah, that's like Dubai minus the money, you know? Yeah. We've been not very regular lately for the podcast, so I just wanted to address that. First of all, it's the summer, so I must say like we haven't been doing great uh, following up on a bunch of work stuff. Second, the whole Authority Hacker team was actually in Budapest last week, which made us actually skip a week. Hopefully, we are back regularly, but to be honest... Bear with us until the end of August in case that happens again. But today we're going to talk about an interesting question which gets asked to us all the time. And it's probably one of the most difficult questions to answer for people that are, usually these are people that never built websites before. And they ask us like, okay, I want to build a site. How long is it going to take to get results from my site? And it's a very difficult question to answer because first of all get results is a very vague term and like it could mean many things it could mean that uh, get results could be getting some traffic it could be making some money or it could be making a living from it or just killing it from your website and these timelines are extremely different so you know it's it's kind of hard to tell but i guess the question people are asking when they're asking that question is why is the timeline as soon as i start my website what can i expect roughly they're okay with like forks of dates or whatever, etc. But even then, it's not an easy question to answer. And the reason that question came up a lot lately is because on the previous podcast, I've mentioned that the task case study site, the one that we built in the course, actually, that was never intended to make money. I built it in a week quickly, and we never did the link building for it. Actually, it was, is making money. It's making $300 to $500 per month right now. And it's, that, it's not 100% true. We did build like two or three links just as a, okay. a trial. But yeah. You know, Task recommends people build like 70 links or something, right? So we're far from the complete thing in terms of link building at least. And I, and I believe if we actually build that, these links, we'd get a lot more revenue for that site. But, but still, it was like people were like, oh, wow, okay, that's already making money. That's good. That's a site we started in November 2016. And the results I'm giving you now, they're basically the result for July 2017, in case you're listening to that podcast later. And you might, because since we get that question a lot, we'll probably send people to that podcast if it gets asked in the support. So if you ask that question in support, welcome. That has sparked that question. Now, what would you answer to someone that asks you that question, Mark? So we've had this question not just since we've started Authority Hacker, but for you know seven years before that, when we had a marketing agency as well. Yeah, you know, a client would come and ask, "Oh, this SEO thing, how long till I get re- results?" Not necessarily from a new site, but you know, in many cases, it was. And what I would always catch myself saying is, "There's no exact answer," and that's the truth. Although it's not really the answer that most people are looking for i mean really most people want to know how long not really how long it takes to get results from a new site but how long it's going to take them to get results from their site they want you to kind of like they're kind of like when they're asking that they're already half sold and they want you to kind of reassure their logical side that you want that what they're doing is a sound decision maybe they've watched their sales page your videos or you know read some testimonials or case studies or whatever 
and then you know they're excited and they they feel like this is a good idea but then they're like okay so how do the numbers work if i spend x on this when will i make that money back or when will i generate x per x amount per month i hate giving this answer because it would be so easy to say oh in three weeks or in you know two months or, or yeah you know what pissed me off as well like when we had the agency and like we would tell people well it depends you know it's like we're not google we don't decide we do what it needs but then after that things can change you know they do a lot of updates all the time etc what pissed me off is when a competitor that was pitching to these people as well would like literally say yeah in in three months two days and seven hours you'll get results and they yep. would just slice through the teeth, right? And and sometimes the clients would go for them because of that and then like not do a great job and never deliver on these results, but they didn't care because at that point people paid for three months, two days and seven hours, yeah. you know? And, and you find that with people selling, you know, online marketing training courses as well. Uh, although to be fair, I think in this day and age, people have kind of moved away from being too specific. Generally, our audience tends to be a little bit more informed than the the average SEO client, certainly. From back in the day and you know it's it's their own money more often than not that they're investing in something system like this like tas whereas we found we're dealing oh, by with the a way, lot of let's not make it a let's not make it a promo thing for tas we're gonna yeah. mention a little uh, bit because that's sure, what we do sure sure, sure. But like it's for any site you start right it's like we're talking in general right sure sure i was just trying to sort of make make the point that it with clients for like seo clients for from an, on an agency basis you find you're dealing with a lot of sort of mid-level marketing people who are working in a larger company and who don't really have so much like who don't really have their own skin in the game so to speak it's you know the marketing budget so they just need something to sort of like tick the box and say it's okay and they'll start working with you they need a slide with like an upward curve to show to their manager and say that's the projected yeah. traffic in six months and nobody checks on that but it doesn't matter you know yeah I will say like the, I guess, product community, if you want to call it that, plenty of people who have really good courses out there, similar to ours. And they, like in this day and age, people have gotten a lot better at like avoiding making such claims just because most people know they're kind of the bullshit really. But, you know, still what happens is when we give this answer, there's no exact answer. People will press us like, yeah, but is is often the term they use before they say but how long would it realistically take me or but like in my case how what would it be or yeah but if i if i really work hard how will it work out and even now like we find i find myself giving answers but it, i mean they're a lot more vague usually i'll say like six to 18 months and i find that that's probably I think six months is probably around like the earlier yeah. end. It, and this is if we're talking about making like uh, some money off your, some decent money off your site. I'm not like enough to support you. Are you getting to a point where it's like the site can probably pay for its own bills, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's not going to support you. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I would I, say I, that's... Yeah, I, even now I'm cautious about throwing numbers around. I'm just telling you what, what I say to people. But I think we need to caveat that uh, by saying like, you know, there is no kind of exact case every time and what you do as a site builder can like vastly vastly impact this length of time and i think we we, we were going to go through like a number of the sort of things you can do to influence the results and why it's actually worth considering the fact that you know no two sites are kind of equal and yeah, yeah. you know and we have like some kind of like good examples and uh, like examples of people that did really well really quickly and examples of people that like have been at it for a long time and haven't had really good results, essentially. I mean, first of all, I want to say, I don't think time is a good unit of measurement. 
because if you just I mean the thing is and we're gonna talk about lucky in a second but I think we got a little bit lucky with uh, the site for TAS mm-hmm. in the sense that we actually haven't finished the program with it like we haven't done the link building I've done the videos where like I've you know, send a couple of email, etc. But I haven't done the grind. You know, I haven't done it a hundred times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's my fault. I'm I'm trying to be honest about it. But like that site did pretty well. And so, I don't think time is a good measure. I think you know the amount of stuff done is what increases certainty of success. And so, some people work really fast, and some people work really slow, right? I mean, I. I'm going to take the example of TAS once again, not trying to make it a promo podcast, but like that's what we do when we help people build websites. And like, you know, I see people finishing TAS in like two months, right? Like literally everything in two months is really impressive how much they get done. And I see some people, they're going to take a year to finish it. And they have a job, they have kids, they have less time. Maybe they also have less previous knowledge. And so it, it takes them some time to get through everything and especially get, you know, as I said, do the grind, like, we show you how to do guest posting, for example, but Tass tells you you need 15 guest posts live. So uh, getting one live is cool, but you need 15 to finish the program. That's something that could take time, especially if you have limited time or if you're just struggling with the process because, well, it's all new, etc. So let's talk about the factors that I think influence. First of all, experience. Like, I built the test site in a week. And I mean, that's the fastest site I've ever built, to be honest, like full site with content, etc. It's that it's not our best site, I would say, in terms of content. And but the goal was to show like the minimum effective dose to actually make money with the site. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a really good. We did well. Like literally, like a site built in a week makes three hundred five hundred dollars per month. Like that's a good investment of your time. So if you've never built a site, well, it's probably going to take you longer to get results. Although some people get lucky. If it's a tent site you built or more like us then you tend to have more of a knife for like what's working. How many sites have you built now? I don't know. Many. <laughs> like a lot of failed ones. Obviously. Over 100? No, nah, probably not. But like over uh, over 30, I would yeah. say. I think if you include the clients we've worked on, like... Yeah, but I didn't build their site, you know? Sure. So like I'm, I'm kind of focusing on like, you know, I build a site. So so yeah, I, like, I, sites I've worked on, hundreds. Probably like, you know, I had a job before that in an agency also working on accounts and stuff. So like hundreds of sites I've worked on, including really big ones. So yeah, like experience definitely helps. Niche difficulty and actually in task half the course we spend on like picking the niche and picking the keywords essentially. And the reason why is because uh, if you spend an extra week on picking something that's easier, you can get months and months and months in terms of speed of results like some people rank within a couple of weeks and that's crazy but that's because well they either got lucky or they spent they found the really really low hanging fruits and um, I think uh, that these easy niches they tend to have lower ceilings so you know they're not the kind of niches where you're going to be able to make half a million dollars a month you know but you can get results much faster and the money you make, you can, you know, you could be making 10K a month or 20K a month in these less competitive niches. But with that money, then you can jump into these more competitive niches with some capital, which makes it much easier to, to do well. So if you're a beginner, I would definitely go for the lowest hanging fruits you can find. And that does take time. I know a lot of people, you know, they go through these kind of like research and they just want to jump into building the site. And so they, they kind of skip over or do it too quickly or don't really check multiple markets. And then they pick a niche and it doesn't work out or it, it's very, very, very slow and they abandon before. It happens. 
that's probably one of the things that you can influence the most right now is like spending more time doing market research. Third is the amount of work you put in. I always struggle between work and walking. Like, I, sorry for that. So it's like I'm talking walking at your desk, sitting and getting stuff done. And if I go to people, I always tell them that. I'm like, if I tell you it takes nine months to get success, and then you literally like sit at your desk for nine months and play video games like I do, then you're going to arrive after nine months. Nothing will be done. And you tell me, well, where's my results? And I'll be like, well, it's just like it's not there because your site is not done. So, yeah, you need to get stuff done during that time. When we talk about time frames, like these are time frames where you need to spend at least, I would say, six to eight hours a week minimum on your site. Otherwise, you know. Yeah, like the way I sort of term it, like I know it's kind of cheesy, but it's like it's all about the hustle. So, you know, if you've got a full-time job and, you know, kids, a dog at home and you really don't have too much free time, all of the kind of useless free time you have watching TV or just not doing productive stuff, wasting on Reddit, like that needs to go into to this. So, you know, even the busiest person can usually spare, you know, six, eight, ten hours a week, even more sometimes into doing something like this. If you're a student or, you know, you, you're unemployed or you have like the whole week free and you're single and you really have nothing going on, that's great. Like you can literally spend every waking moment doing this. And indeed you should. You'll get much, much, much faster results. But that's not to say, you know, you, you, you need to. I think if anything, this kind of highlights the point that like two people with, you know, one with 10 times the amount of free time, the other can, can both get results in online marketing, not just with our program, but really with any program, any good program. So yeah, I just wanted to sort of point that out. Yeah, another factor I wanted to talk about as well is luck. And I've mentioned it a few times already, but sometimes it happens to us as well. So like the case study site for tasks, for example, you know, the fact that we didn't do link building, it means that we probably, like we should have ranked a little bit because the keyword research was definitely done properly and spent some time on it. But the the fact that it makes already okay money, it's like a decent return on investment, you know, there's a little bit of luck that came into that. And in other cases, and that happened to Perrin with his uh, student on the niche process challenge, people build a great site and it's very hard to make it take off. I know that they haven't had amazing results on that site and I even looked at it and I was like, not sure what happened. So, you know, luck is also a big factor there. Obviously, the more work and the more time you spend picking the right battles, the more experience you have and so on, the less luck is a big factor. Like sometimes, you know, people make mistakes, but luck kind of catch, like, you know, is there and they end up being successful anyway. And sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes you make all the right decisions and you get unlucky. So that's kind of the part of the, the, the risk of the business. And the risk is basically you're relying on a search engine which algorithm you have no idea like you know how it functions and you're basing your business on that so there's a little bit of randomness in there that needs to be accounted for even though if you it evens out over the a number of websites etc another factor i wanted to talk about as well is the sandbox it's not really a factor that you can influence on but it's a factor that will affect the amount of time that it will take for you to be successful so that will affect the amount of time that it will take you to be successful so most of the sites we use, we build, most of the sites we build use Google as a main traffic source. And, you know, Google is not a really big fan of new sites, so they tend to not really rank them in the first few months. And that's, I'd say it's a big part of why 
there is that amount of time between the site being live and the site, you know, ranking and making money. It's also because of that sandbox. And I've found that there, there tends to be like two thresholds that you go through and all of that is very unscientific so you know don't quote me on that but like around six months it seems like the organic traffic tends to uptick quite a bit and that's what happened with the case study site for TAS and after a year you tend to see another pretty decent uptick as well and after that it really depends on your marketing but these two market and you know they could be nine and, and 18 months it's just roughly around these time periods that it tends to unlock traffic to your website if it's been online consistently, if you have been promoting it, et cetera, et cetera. So usually new sites have a very slow start with Google. Like the first three months, it's almost no traffic. And then eventually it just ramps up. Like I can see some of the new sites that we've started recently, like traffic from Google is is essentially inexistent, you know? Yeah, and, uh, I think the reason for this is probably because if it was very easy to rank a brand new site, then people would just, you know, create a lot of churn and burn type yeah. sites and, you know, rank for a keyword quickly and then start another one. and start. It's another. probably the best time prevention time, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember the old days when we, I, I did rank a new site on page one for a big keyword in like four hours yeah. uh, <laughs> in the good old span days, you know? And that was bad. Like, it meant that it was almost like running a PPC campaign, you know? Yeah, and it sucks for the users as well because you gotta you got to remember, like, this is all about this, the user experience of you as a searcher in Google. And that, that's really what Google cares about and why it's doing all this. And I can remember, like, five, six years ago, not really trusting most of the results of yeah. page one. Like, you could look down them and think, yeah, that's probably uh, done some, uh, you know, article marketing robot or something like that. And yeah, it, it kind of sucked. So, but I think things have, have gotten a lot, lot better since the successive Google animal updates. And uh, yeah, I mean, now I would generally speaking, I mean, never trust anything on the internet completely, but generally speaking, I'm, I, I feel like the results are much more kind of what I'm looking for and accurate and not so much gamed. So yep. yeah. So I also want to talk about something a term I, I, I use or have used often is called, like, called best practices. And this is a term used to describe the things you should do that, we're, to be honest, we're pretty sure work, but we don't know exactly how much, how often, why, etc. You kind of got to think of this in terms of like the, the Google algorithm, right? People are always trying to, that's what we're trying to do is to seek to understand how that works. And get to a situation where we know that if we do X, we will get result Y. And back in the day, this was a lot simpler of a task and people could gauge it fairly accurately or with a, a certain degree of accuracy. Nowadays, it's so complex and there's so much machine learning and artificial intelligence and all sorts of crazy stuff, which you know a single brain is not capable yeah. of processing that you or I or the best SEO person in the world probably has understands about 0.1% of it. Even Google themselves, these days, they don't really fully understand the algorithm themselves. It's more of a case of they'll run a test where they'll tweak a few things and see how that affects the results rather than actually, you know, just recoding it from scratch or, you know, understanding the full format. Yeah. There's not one person that understands the whole thing. Yeah. Most people work in teams on tiny parts of it and they have goals on like changing the search results for this. Essentially, yeah, they tweak something, then they get a human reviewer 
to like, I mean, they get a lot of human reviewers to say, okay, this search result is better than this one, etc. And then the the machine learning just understands, cal- calculates what are the most correlated factors of the better search results and, and makes that a ranking factor. But it's like, these are things that humans don't even, like humans don't even know what these are, you know? Uh, it's also worth pointing out the difference between correlation and causation which has led many people to speculate and assert certain things which are just not true. A good example, and I'm not saying this is true or not, I I believe it is. A good example is that older websites rank better in Google. So on the surface, that would seem to be a pretty obvious thing because, you know, if you do a comparison of site age versus ranking for specific keywords, usually there's a, you know, very strong line, like older sites rank better, right? But is it because they're necessarily old or is it because they've been around and they've built more links? So is it therefore not the age, but is it the number of links? Would a new site with the same number of links do do as well? I mean, I don't think it would, but I'm just using this as an example. I actually that. think it would. I actually think that's a, a big mistake most people make. I'm using like, the- Well, like if you look at like a lot of big brands launching sites, you know, like the, the SEO takes off really quickly, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's still like... There's still these like six, 12 months markups, but then after the first year, it's I would say it's basically un, like indistinguishable between a site that's like 13 months old or 10 years old. After that, it's just link metrics. But so that's my opinion. This discussion Gail and I just had is a great example. It leads me on to our next point. People or us specifically and almost anyone in doing SEO, they have their own algorithm in, in yeah. the brain. And you know we're trying to find out what the formula is. Is it keyword difficulty plus number of content, number of words of content plus links equals what? And and as I said, Google doesn't know. We don't know. But through practice and experience, we gain a very small, rough, sometimes accurate, sometimes not, but enough to actually get us some results. We have gotten results with with many websites now. That's not to say that we even understand 1% of the algorithm. Like I, I, I don't even know if we do. But in terms of best practices, we can look at the things which we did, which resulted in a certain action. So for health ambition, we did a certain kind of link building at a certain time, and we did content in a certain way. We went after specific keywords. And you know, there's a lot of different factors going on there. But we know that the, all those things resulted in health ambition where it is today and good results, I would say. And when we start repeating a lot of these inputs in other sites and we're seeing the results, it's natural to assume that not necessarily that everything we're doing is absolutely correct and done in the correct way. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure there's many more efficient ways to do what we're doing. But we can say with a fairly high degree of certainty that if we kind of do these similar things which we've done before, then we're probably going to get some similar kind of results. And there is always a huge variance and there's always cases like a parent, one of parents' students before I think was like just didn't get results and like dozens of different people was looking at the site and just couldn't, no one could figure out what the, what the problem is. You know, there's always going to be the, the odd, odd case like that. But generally speaking, I don't know of too many people who sort of follow a system, any good system, and then get through it, apply it, and eventually don't succeed that it's very 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 rare that i've i've seen that now how long it takes is is obviously 
there's a huge amount of variance in as well. I mean, even today, like I'm still surprised, like I was still surprised that the task case study site started getting traffic when we hadn't really done any link building and I, I, the content's all right. It's like minimum viable product level, but it's like minimum effective. Yeah. 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 Even on health ambition. So you may be thinking of starting a new site or thinking of getting into that mark into internet marketing and trying to sort of ask yourself, you know, how long it's going to take. I'm still thinking of this every single day, but just in a different context. So, you know, we spend thousands of dollars every month on content and link building, probably tens of thousands, actually. In fact, definitely tens of thousands. Uh, you know, I'm always asking myself, like, is this getting results? Like, and it's very hard to say. Sometimes you get a hit with a piece of content. Sometimes you don't. And it's very hard to pinpoint the exact things you're, you're doing. So all we can do is establish a set of best practices, which are, you know, we outline in, in our course. And most people, these will be the things which they teach you when they're teaching you how to rank a site or how to do X kind of online marketing. You know, it's a series of best practices, which just by definition are very rough, but should in combination lead to some kind of decent result but it's not really i think the problem with the overall question like how long does it take is that too many people come into it with like a scientific view and they expect like a, a an exact answer and by definition you're not going to get that and even saying like six to 18 months as an answer that's not accurate either because there'll be some people that fall out fall outside of that and you know the the inputs into that the work you do is going to be very like rough and unscientific and some of it's going to move the needle a lot and other is not the other thing i would say as well in terms of results is that we still find and is that a lot of sites and gail you mentioned this earlier about the six month and the 12 month kind of updraft Sorry, I've been playing too much Zelda. Yeah, but, I was thinking about. I was like, "That's a, that's not the term." So it's kind of like uh, <laughs> our traffic levels for most of our sites tend to work in kind of like a plateau for a while, and then a sudden increase. And it can be result of like an algorithm change, or I don't know, just a bunch of links coming in, and just it all seems to like happen at once. And then it feels like maybe for months the site's not getting anywhere, and then just suddenly we have a, a huge upswing in traffic, and it's great. It kind of reaffirms that the inputs we're doing, the best practices we're following are still working. And that's kind of like, even today, after doing this for seven years, that's kind of like the, the feedback mechanism which we're, we're still operating on. One caveat to that, I would say, is that it's also, you know, it's all fine and well looking at your traffic, but health ambition is a good example. It usually looks kind of flat all year, but in January, it's very big in health and, and it kind of like a lot of searches. Explodes, yeah. And then in December, it gradually goes down. In December, it's really low. So a flat amount of traffic for us is actually like increase. It means growth, in, yeah. In traffic, so and we just get a big burst in January, and just like that's when we build the next threshold. You know? Yeah. So essentially, what all this is saying that you're gonna have to form some kind of algorithm in your own brain how this stuff works. So how do you do that by I would say the easiest way or the only way if you're brand new to it really is to learn from and imitate those who are successful. Now, this doesn't mean copy paste their site. We did another podcast about copycats and why it's a, a bad idea. But many people... Didn't um, stop them though. Yeah, many people, <laughs> ourselves included, are teaching this. And w we have a, a system or a set of best practices, if you really want to get down to it, which 
usually will 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 work for people and there are many other people as well that that do this i'm not trying to make this too salesy or anything like that so pick someone who's seems to be successful and who you, you feel like you can trust and then learn their approach get results and build this internal algorithm you have in your in your brain there are even like so there are, by the way let's let's mention a, like someone that sells a course that's also good i think chris lee is pretty good too actually yeah and john uh, dijkstra as well uh, i'm not sure he sells his course anymore but chris lee i definitely recommend it. I, I liked his ebook a lot okay we'll link to that in the show notes as well yeah there are like many different approaches here the most common one in seo is like the white hat versus black hat and you know we hate on black hatters they hate on us Uh, it's a bit of a bit of a game really but the fact is there are people who are making money successfully doing black hat seo there are a lot of people who are not but there are also a lot of people who are not successful in white hat seo so when it comes to like polarizing approaches like that just be aware that there's chances are there's someone being successful at each one. So it's fine to learn from, from different people and sort of build your repository of knowledge that way. Where I think it gets more uh, difficult to sort of distinguish factors between different people is when, if I say, oh, all your article should be 1500 words and Gail says it sh- actually it should be 1400 words. That is likely to be, the difference between those two things likely to be a very small, make a very, very small difference between you know how something's going to work if i say actually a good example of that is perrin and i on site structure you know Mm -hmm. we tend to do it differently and uh, people keep asking like oh girl said that and perrin said that and we're like yeah we disagree yeah (laughs) and uh, and it's like we both do well you know i think what's going on here in, in that case is you've both executed on a method and you've both had success from that method yeah does that mean that that method is irrelevant or or not because both of them work who knows but m- more likely it's just a case that both of them actually kind of work and yeah. uh, it's all the other stuff you're doing that's that's making a difference as well so there's that to consider the one other thing i would kind of say is we mentioned chris lee as a, as a good course there are plenty of people who are you know like selling you terrible courses the the nine dollar make money online course with pictures of sports cars on the sales page and timeline promises is probably not going to be good so you know pick someone good to follow in that sense but overall if you're getting into something because you need to make money like quickly or because you know you you really need to do this by a certain date then this is probably not the you're probably not going to be successful in this and it's you're probably going to be disappointed the way to treat any kind of course really anyone you can learn from is as a learning experience and as a way to develop your your own internal algorithm in that sense. So, yeah, think about it like that rather than as a financial, how long will it take to make X amount of money kind of thing. I see websites are like as like a financial investment versus like, you know, a lot of people that get into that, they have a job, right? So they want to see, they want to know how much salary they're going to get, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Whereas building websites, it's more like it's something you believe in that you're willing to invest in. You believe it's gonna go up, but like you know, if you ask me how much Bitcoin is gonna be worth in like a month, I can't tell you. You know, it's just like you're betting on that. You you believe in that, and then you're putting your money down. But it doesn't mean that you will be able to tell exactly how much money you're gonna make out of it. You just just think that it's it's the best opportunity for you right now 
I think you need to treat websites the same way. But what's interesting with websites is for most investments, you need money. And, you know, money, when you have a job, well, it's like it's it can be limited and it's, you know, it's always the same every month. So you don't necessarily have a lot to spare unless you have like a nice bonus scheme or something. Whereas websites, you can actually put your time in it. So if you're, you know, you should definitely have some money. I don't say don't have money, but you can trade time for value as well as money for value. And that is a pretty unique opportunity in that kind of uh, world where essentially these days capital is earning so much more than labor. And uh, that's kind of like a worldview at that point. But yeah, so like you have that opportunity if you have less cash available, but more time to essentially get gains similar to people that just make large investments in money because, well, they have access to it. And that's what's interesting. But the approach needs to be the same, though. It's You can't pinpoint exactly how much you're going to make out of an investment. You give yourself an idea, and like we try to give you examples as well. And that's, probably, that's one of the next sections that's coming right after. It's examples of people that have done that so that you get an idea. But it's more of a bet than it is a sure thing like a job would be, for example. And, I, you know, yeah. I just want to add one more thing to it because you're probably scaring a lot of people off by saying the word bet. Um, <laughs> but you know what but, I mean. Like. Yeah, yeah. So it's not so much a case of is this going to work? It's a case of when and how well is this going to work? Yeah. And moreover, it doesn't really matter because the entire time you spend doing it is developing a hugely valuable skill and you know websites are hugely valuable uh the multiples people are getting them keeps going up if you're in this for it's not too late to get into it already if you if you're in this space now it's like it's a really good position to be in in terms of knowledge and skills and that is for sure at some point going to translate into financial gain once you have that kind of credentials and like knowledge under you yeah, I mean, I'm going to start with, like, I'm going to tell the story of someone that I know that failed. Like, how the website failed, ran out of money. That happened. And the thing is, like, it was like, you'd say it's a bad thing, and, you know, that's a failure. But the thing is, as throughout the process, he learned link building. And then that guy, like, got really good at getting It's just his site wasn't very well monetizing. He wasn't the best, like, business person, but he was, he was definitely doing quite okay at SEO. But... He didn't have that monetizing traffic mind yet, and he needed to mature on that. And so what he did is he started um, a white hat outreach service that I'm not going to mention here, but he ended up making five figures per month actually from the skills he picked up. So I think that illustrates well the, the value of the skills that you pick up. I'm not saying it's the desired outcome. I'm just saying it wasn't a terrible outcome for someone that was making a low income before he started that whole journey, you know? He ended up making five figures per month. And with the money, he has been able to reinvest in websites lately. lately. So still ended up where he wanted to be. There was It was not a straight path, but that's a good example. I think uh, it's just a good, a good to highlight as well in general. Like failures are often, yeah. you know, the springboards to success. Sorry for the sound bite, but we did a podcast ages ago on like our, all our failed sites, like the ones we did early on and sort of analyze why we failed at them. But the truth is we wouldn't be here today if we didn't go through those experiences and like learn learn from them. Of course, I w- you know, we didn't really have too many mentors back then to, to kind of follow or it wasn't, wasn't quite so easy. But yeah. So like you shouldn't be afraid of failure at all. Yeah, yeah, and like in this world, you don't need that many wins to do well. You know, like yeah. if you have a hundred failures and five wins, you can be a millionaire. 
So it's it's I, not. I also don't know anyone who has a hundred failures. But you know what I mean, though. It's like you know the ratio can be that low, and you can still be seen as yeah. successful by most people. So that can happen, and I'm not trying to to hide that. But if you follow the best practices, as Mark said, it's it's unlikely to happen. So in terms of real life examples of like people that build sites, well, we talked about the test case study site where we essentially and build it in a week you probably if you're a beginner you probably won't be able to build it in a week it would take you at least probably like two months to do it if you've never built a website two or three months it's the just research I've, especially is like didn't take a while yeah i've done that a hundred times like it's it wasn't and i was recording the the test videos as i was building it as well which definitely was a slowdown I'm, I'm sure we could have the whole thing maybe not not have the content but the whole thing ordered in like three or four days but anyway, and that site basically seven months later makes three hundred five hundred dollars per month, noting building. Perrin sold Hearpup for the people that I mean, pretty much he's been leaking on a bunch of SEO groups at this point, so I don't think he minds. So he sold Hearpup and started a new website. At the beginning of the year, the site is much bigger than the case study site. Uh, I think a couple of hundred pages. I can't tell exactly. The site gets around one thousand hits per day now. I can't tell how much money it makes because the truth is I don't know. I didn't ask him, and I don't think I would want to say it. There was a test member as well that started a website six months ago, first site, never did online marketing before, never did anything. You know, took some time to get started. I don't even think he finished the link building yet, right? So he's, you know, probably his site is completed for like, I don't know, a couple, like two, three months. And in July, he made $150, for example. So it's not a lot of money. He's still within that window. So I believe that when he reached this like one year mark, which is the average of the window you gave Mark, He'll probably be doing like, I don't know, probably shy of a thousand bucks maybe per month mm-hmm. if he does the link building now and does the promo, which is the only thing he needs to focus on right now. We also have Brian, who is a, a test member as well, finished his site mid-April. So same thing, the site is really not that old. We're in July right now, right? Mm-hmm. So May, June, July, like it's three months old basically, that site. And in July, the site made $100. So like, you know, we're at two months age, site made $100 per month. Once again, not groundbreaking to make $100, but like for a two-month-old site, it's pretty good, actually. And, you know, you can foresee that at the 12-month mark, he could also be around between $1,000 and I would say $2,500 if he's doing really, really well and he works really hard, you know. It's definitely possible. And one thing that we're going to do, actually, we talked about this with Mark yesterday, is we're going to do more case studies of people that have been building new sites recently and kind of like try to interview them and stuff, so... Uh, we're working on that. Not sure exactly when that's going to come in, but when that comes in, you guys will be like, you'll hear it on the podcast. So I think there's a one more example you're you're forgetting about and you probably get in trouble for not mentioning it. Which one? Your better half. Ah, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> well, I didn't really want to like reveal it, but like uh, uh, my girlfriend started a website in February. So we're in July now, so that's six months. And she broke a thousand dollars per month last month, actually. So once again, in, in Hungary, a thousand dollars is like an average salary, like a pretty okay salary, actually. Salaries are low, so she can actually make a living from this now. But it's it's pretty good. It's definitely looking like she's gonna do pretty well by the end of the year. So I'm quite excited for that. But yeah, to to, she, to be fair though, she does have free access to you. Yeah, so, that's you know, what I'm I was sure that say. helped a little bit. <laughs> well, it's like the thing is like it's not really the tactics, more like the discipline. You know, mm-hmm. 
like I remind her every like you know we'll have a she has a schedule for posting and like we we like I'm like have you finished have you finished have you finished yeah. and and I think a lot of people need that actually like it's probably something we need to consider for like I don't want to call people and like do that all the time but um, you know having some kind of system to help people actually stick to their deadlines is I think something that would increase the success of our people but I think there, there probably is systems around that I need to look at that. Anyway, yeah, but that's a good example of someone that started a website. She had a little bit of experience. She she worked in online marketing before. Well, she has me looking at her website regularly, so that helps a little bit, and that's a little bit unfair to anyone that listens. I guess that's luck, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's been working really hard, though. She's been working, like, like six hours a day every day, so yeah. six, six, seven hours. So, like, you know, it's definitely been work. But now it's paying off. Like she literally can do nothing on the site, and she'll she'll basically pay for her bills in in Budapest uh, without having to work. You know, so that's not bad. If you can replace, if you can cover your cost of living by walking six hours a day for six months, it's like why doesn't everyone do that? You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we'll try to get, have more case studies coming soon. The reason I didn't want to mention that site actually is because she has access to me. I feel it's a little bit unfair, mm-hmm. uh, even though I'm not that good. <laughs> so I wanted to finish with a question that is going to address directly the listeners if you're still here. And it's like, how long is that going to take you? And the truth is, we can't say. But remember, there's four things you can do to make things happen faster. One, well, knowing, having a little bit of experience. So like we, even reading our blog posts before, et cetera, is a good idea. Or listening to podcasts, listening to the stuff we do, looking to our websites, et cetera. You don't have to have your professional life in online marketing to have experience. Uh, two, spend more time picking your niche and your keywords. People, I feel, don't, like, if there was one thing I would say test students could do better sometimes is that. Is if you do that right, if you spend more time looking at more markets, et cetera, and picking very, very low-hanging fruits, your results can come twice faster. And that's the one you have the most influence on. Three, if you work harder, it would be faster. You know, the reason why my girlfriend's doing so well is because, well, she's had really good, rigorous work every day, and I've pushed her quite a bit, and that paid off. And four, well, luck has is a little bit of a factor as well. So that's basically, we can tell you, for most people, that will be between six and 18 months. And if you do these four things, it will be closer to the earlier timelines than the later timelines. That's my answer. All right. All right, cool. Well... Thanks for listening, guys. And we will see you next week if we are surviving the Hungarian summer festival. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.